And then, yeah, see what happens. Oh, this guy hate them. What's going on, bro? How you feeling? How you feeling, man? So, I guess in the meantime, hey, Angela. Just waiting for Arthur. Um, actually, let me see, because I know sometimes this acts up. Um, in the meantime, you know, let me bring you in. Uh, hold on. Uh, let me know if it follows through, um, Angela. Oh, there you go. Oh, my gosh, you did it. Awesome. Um, I'm just waiting on Arthur Hall. Let me get him quick. Hey, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited to um, speak with Arthur tonight, and I'll hear all about this amazing... Um, you said he had the spoken. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah. So he came up with a new album, uh, an album called "Recorded Poems." That's pretty much music, and he has, you know, pretty much reciting poems through music and stuff like that. So it's exciting. And there he goes. All right. All right. So let me get Arthur in. All right. Hold on. You should pop in any minute. Uh, uh Okay. What just happened? There he goes. All right. All right. Yo, welcome to the show, brother. How you feeling? Um, I don't know yet. <laughs> it's been a day. So yeah, that's what yeah. this is for. That could be good. That could awesome, be awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's do this. So for those who are just joining now and stuff like that, welcome to the show. Um, so um, this is a little quick story about how. All this came about, you know, um, Arthur just released the album called Recorded Poems. Great stuff, brother. Like, this is so different because it's like, wow, like every song you had goes with the theme of the song that you're trying to do with the beat and everything. It was sort of cool. I love, I love what I saw. Um, I had Bourbon Older Than You was actually one of my favorites, bro. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that so, was um, about, uh, in about them. Uh, a few years ago, I ran a... Uh, small press, iron lung press, and I was printing chapbooks and things like that. And I would get manuscripts, and it was just like all these young kids talking about things that are so beyond them. Like, you know, like everyone wanted to be Bukowski, so like they were writing about things where it's like, dude, like, you didn't live that. Like, you know, was, oh my god, okay, oh like that's, my that's god, the point of the poem actually is. Because it was originally in chat books and books that I'd put out because I've put out books before I started doing spoken. Awesome, awesome. I had a feeling it was something to that magnitude as far as like, oh, like this, oh, you don't know what it is. Because I always have this conversation with my wife where it's yeah. all about like, you know, these kids today does not really <laughs> understand certain things. And it's like, like, let's say I listen to certain songs. To, I listen to music today and I listen to music back then i'm like okay like like my nephew he's only 18 but like he listens to like the pesh mode and led zeppelin i'm like what do you know about that yeah. and i'm like wait a minute you only know this because you watch the show glee that's the only reason why you know that <laughs> you would not have known that so that's like my daughter and metallica so i hate no, that yes exactly <laughs> So I hate to interrupt because there might be some people out there that might not be familiar with your spoken word or like your um, whole um, kind of inspiration behind it. So like, do you have like a specific, obviously I see here that like punk rock perhaps is like musical inspiration. Like you want to talk so about that? So I though? grew up that the spe 
spectrum of, of music that I listen to is kind of all over the place. So, you know, uh, my father was big into Motown and jazz, which is where the backing tracks, like why I use jazz for my backing tracks, because one, uh, he was like my biggest supporter. So I do it in um, celebration of him. And two, it's just, it's more moody than if I was going to take like a cannibal corpse um, you know, mm -hmm. instrumental and put it over a poet. Yeah, but, definitely. So I grew mm -hmm. up on that. And then as I got older, my brother got me into punk shows and hardcore shows. So he was sneaking me into CD bar to see punk bands and hardcore bands. And then I was in a metal band in when I was 18 or 19. I'm 43 uh, now. So, oh, yeah. wow. I was, yeah, I was a, a singer, singer or what? And we put out an album like 24 years ago. Um, but so, Oh, really? Can we find that? Can we find it, that it's there. Time? But you know, my son keeps trying to get me to play okay. shows again because he's like a huge supporter. But he's also big into all the stuff that I was into when I was his age. So it's really cool for me to relive a lot of it through him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was into metal and all that stuff. And then as I got older, it was just this, the things, it's funny how it comes full circle because now the things that resonate with me are like Marvin Gaye and John Coltrane and like all of that stuff. So I listen to that when I'm alone pretty much more often than anything else. Even though I still love punk and hardcore and things like that, it's just, you get to a point where it's just like, all right, like I'm old, my ears hurt, I can't do this. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I got disagree. Oh, oh, yeah, there's only, there's only, it, it's kind of like the people that listen to Blink 182, right? It's the same thing with hardcore punk rock. Like, how many times are you going to write about being a kid? If I this is true, like simple plan, I can't listen to that. Oh, I cannot listen that, to simple plan. Not, not that stuff. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love Alkaline Trio. Still love them. Right, I I have this thing, like I love that band, um, and things like that. That's like a, that stuff that too, doesn't right? get old to me. I'm what, yeah. the stuff I'm talking about is like the older straight edge hardcore. And oh, like like you mean like Ranston or even before that? No, I'm talking about. So there's these bands like Bold, Chain of Strength. They're okay. all they're all straight edge hardcore bands, right? It was this whole you know the counterculture of drinking and everything. And I was part of that for a long time. And uh, uh, it was just, and, okay. and then I went to a reunion show and I knew that none of the people in the band were still straight edge, but they were still doing their songs like they were. So it was almost like, it was almost yeah. like they were mocking themselves. Yeah. So, but stuff like that is what I can't listen well, to yeah, now. Like um, yeah. Uh, the okay. things, things that makes sense. I don't know. Um, I, there's certain things I just can't get into. Like Hot Water Music will always be one of my favorite bands ever. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw so them that, that I, there, those are there's certain bands I will not give up. But, yeah, so, I feel you like that. I oh man, see like I can listen to punk rock, like punk rock like from time to time, but I was more like the Germs, um, okay. Black. Those oh, yeah. bands okay. because my favorite documentary was. Uh, oh, I got that. 
Oh, and find a weapons of organization, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> I grew up <laughs> yeah. and you know all the other yeah. stuff. So you know, yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff. But you know, Henry Rollins and Keith Morris, you don't, yeah, you don't see people like that. Mm -hmm. the, the character of oh, one of yeah. my novels, well, actually, all of my novels. I have three novels, and they're short. They're like 130, 140 pages. But uh, the main character's name is actually Keith or uh, Keith Rollins. Which is after Keith Morris and Henry Rollins, two singers from Black Flag. So, mm. but that, that was that. I mean, that's that's awesome, good. man. I love this talk about music too, man. Oh my well, god! So, um, give us, give us, uh, what you call give, give us uh, an example of a piece that you like to write and stuff like that. Like, show us something. Mike, what do you mean? How do you mean? That could be. Oh, meaning like if you have a piece you want to read, is what uh, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, all right, I can read. Yeah, so anybody out there can get a real taste of it in case they never heard you oh, um, okay. perform your spoken word. Like, let's let's get it. Let's get one of those. Yeah. And while you pull up one, I, I just want to mention there, I'm older. I'm 43. I'm, I'm 40, um, and, <laughs> uh, okay, so we're the same age. I don't really consider myself to be old, but there's this band Hot Mulligan, and they're really young. They're, they're in their 20s, but they sing about, like, again, growing up and not wanting to grow up and it, I kind of was like hell yeah I kind of digging this but they I went and saw them perform and I felt kind of creepy being a little bit old that's, watching these 20 year olds you know playing that's how I am going to show to my son and how bad so it? we saw car seat headrest yeah, okay. um well, you know I don't you know. know if you guys know who car seat headrest is uh, that, but, I know that I'm a little bit younger than you guys unfortunately I mean I'm 38 well, no, but you know they're a oh, but my son got me into them, and we went to see them. And I walked in, and I was like, I'm like the old guy in the back nursing a beer while all these kids are jumping up and down, and I'm worried about my knees. So <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> me. But Yeah, it's tough because me and my husband, we like to go in. He can't be like the pit anymore. I'm still like, mm, I know I don't want to, but it's still you kind of want to be in that organic, yeah, yeah. you know, of like people being together it, it, it you know? was fun it's, it's fun. like the shows are still a lot of fun but it's just you know when i was my son's age it was it was a lot different it was heavier there was spin kicks and i yeah. mean it was, it was super super wild oh, growing yeah. up in like yeah like the new jersey in, yeah. hardcore metal scene was it was a little weird mm -hmm. so See, but I think what I like about those times too, it was so authentic back then in a yeah. way that it's like, wow, like it's like you get to be part of that experience. Like I feel like like music today, specifically today, it's just I don't know. I feel like it's just bull crap. Like it's just a bunch of gibberish. Yeah. Like it's getting to the point even oh, in like hip hop this. that okay, it's just mumbling. It's just mumbling. Now I'm like, what, what the hell are you talking about? It makes absolutely no sense. I just felt like you listen to the songs of back then. It's like wow, but see, it was real. And I think it's because it was recorded in a studio and not auto tune. And I think this is right. why I feel like you feel like you're part of that yeah. performance as they're recording the, the pieces and stuff. Well, that's what I've always loved, and that was one of the things that I love about um, not to take away from like punk and hardcore because I love the themes. <clears throat> well, the themes in a lot of that, uh, but with jazz and Motown, it was just the um, the hur hurdles that a lot of the artists had to overcome to yeah. get the albums out and to get the music that they had out. And to be as big as they are now, despite all of that, is incredible to me. 
Like, there's a one album that it's my favorite album. I was gonna put it on while I did this, but then I completely forgot because I've been drinking this stupid wine. <laughs> but it's um, <laughs> it's uh, uh, in a, a sentimental mood. It's John Coltrane and Duke Ellington, and it is my favorite favorite jazz album. Like, uh, I'm sure it's somewhere in my Instagram feed. There's like a video of my record player, but it is such a great album and it's one of those things where like it doesn't matter if i'm having the worst or best day it's like my go-to record um but i but it's just incredible to me but yeah going back to that it, it's the facing version and then being what they are today you know like it's incredible to me so it's, it's, no i definitely agree with you on that definitely agree with you and i think that's why i love the older generations of music because there's a story behind yeah, that yeah. because it wasn't like, okay yeah we have music okay let's put it out there. no it was more like like you said there was a struggle to get to where they wanted to be to yeah, release yeah. their stuff release their stuff out there so that way mm -hmm. they can you know again like because i feel like they were telling stories too you know and it's like you said about the whole motown thing it's so true because again like to, to to get to where they're at today they had to go through the same thing yeah. and speaking of telling stories uh, I was when I, when I first interacted with you. I was I was looking through your page too. I noticed you have um, the Beat Generation, which I, I know a little bit about too, actually. And um, I feel like Allen Ginsberg was a perfect example of that because you know he was countercultural against what they were talking about back then. You know, a right. um, couple seasons ago, I did a live with a scholar named Tony Tregilio. He um, so he knows a lot about Beat Generation, and he also knows about this one poet, which, unfortunately, she, we don't know a lot about. Her name is Elise Cowan, and she was um, in love with Allen Ginsberg. And okay. long story short, he was very complacent with their friendship. And the reason why we don't know a lot about her is because when she co uh, committed suicide, her parents, who were Jewish, took all her stuff and, you know, pretty much burnt it because she was writing sexual love letters to, like, um... Emily Dickinson and stuff like that right. and her roommate at the time um, happened to have this notebook and this is all he was and Tony Julio said something interesting he said how oh, if he had released it a little bit early on rather than waiting all this time maybe we could have did a little bit more to know who she was right. but it's because of that and him that I was able to know what the B generation was but I love how countercultural it was mm -hmm. back then because and, I, and this is one of the things that is pushing me more now to do what we're doing here now because um when i was doing a live with robert charbonneau he was saying he had this post about is poetry dying and it's like how can we go back how can we get poetry to a point like that where it's like okay we're gonna speak louder because if alan ginsburg could do that why can't we and now with all this technology all these resources why not us yeah, yeah. no absolutely Absolutely. Like, I just, one of the things that drew me to the beat generation was the, because when I started writing, uh, it, it came from when I wasn't in the band anymore and I kept writing and it kind of transformed to poetry. And um, yeah, I did find writers like, um, like Bukowski and like Kerouac and like all of them. Um, you know, while I do, I do love Bukowski's writing, obviously he was a shit human. And, uh, but like, it's, it's one thing to, to love his writing and to take inspiration. It's another thing to mm -hmm. emulate it. And, uh, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Really so, I mean, the same could be said mm -hmm. for 
this, this you can read his work, can yeah. be said about sorry, Ginsburg with Nambla. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can find a flaw in every single person that you would consider a hero. And that's not what it's about. You know what I mean? Like, it, you're not basing uh, somebody's work off of them as a person, which there are some pe people that do that. Um, but with the Beat Generation, it was the challenging of rhyme and meter because I never rhymed. I've always thought that when people rhymed when they were poetry, it just sounded more like uh, Dr. Seuss. You know what I mean? I agree. Oh, my God. Yes. They, hold on. I don't. If you're, if you're trying to figure out something that rhymes with the line you wrote, then how meaningful is that poem to you? I agree. Well, I mean, I get that because I'm a Me too. I don't really rhyme in my poetry sure. at all. But, right. Really, but I got to argue with both of you because some of these forms are very restrictive. So in order to do a restrictive form, you kind of got to be extra, extra flexible in order to do that. Um, so I'm with you because I'm a I'm a word bomb right. kind of a person myself. Like a, we totally are on the same place, you know. But you got you also got to give it up to our friends that really idolize, you know, like those iambic pentameter shit. Because I don't think that's <laughs> in my. But the thing is, like, I don't. No, I don't. Stress on stress. I'm I don't like, hate hey, people that rhyme. Like I don't I don't want it to come across like I'm saying well, if dark. you rhyme, no, no, no. die. No, like that's not what I mean. I'm saying, like, like if that's how people write, like, that's cool. Like, that's that's yeah. your expression. I'm yeah, not going to be somebody here. that takes yeah. away somebody's self-expression. And if you do right. it through rhyming, Good. that's awesome. You got it out. It's just, it's not for me because then it just, uh, I, I just it ends up sounding like you're trying to write an Eminem song. Because yeah. <laughs> you write the way you're feeling in your thoughts instead of writing for yeah, a I normally format just, or a specific thing. Yeah, you're doing something in a I in normally a write things. Cool. I'll write I like things you're explaining that. and I'll just write them. And then I'll look at it later and I'll say, well, this mm -hmm. sucks and I'll throw it away. Or like, it, it, it is what it is. Like, I don't edit. Well, I don't do yeah. things like that. That's why I like my novels have a bunch of, yeah. I was going through a divorce when uh, I wrote my first novel. So uh, like, there's so, so many. So you well, no, so the funny there, yeah. the funny like thing about the novels is I don't mention it's based on me mm -hmm. through the character, but it's my culinary career. It's not because I'm I'm a chef, so I base oh. the oh, books okay. are off oh, okay. of that and the people I've worked with in the situation. And I did that That's for the first you. two. Only in the third one do I mention my actual uh, life as far as me and my fiance. That's the only one because up until, you know, the first two, mm -hmm. I was going mm -hmm. through th things. I was alone. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, we were both at the same restaurant at the same time and met. So that ended up being in the third novel that I finished in December, I think. Uh, so, like, you know, if you read, I, I'm not sure how much stuff I posted on Instagram from back then, but there was a lot of stuff about me, you know, and I make fun of my myself now and I, I even do it in some of my spoken word about drowning sorrows um, because one I'm about to actually mm -hmm. record this week is called drowning sorrows only sounds good in poetry and uh but it's just I look back at the things oh, that I wrote and I'm just like god damn like I was such a miserable miserable person like you know going through the things that I was going through it 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 kind of 
took away my ability to be the best father I could be and to, you know, do the things that I want to do. Like, and now, you know, you flash forward, right? I live with my fiance, like, mm-hmm. in this, you know, a home that we've built. I'm sitting at the bar of our condo. Like, you know, like, things just kind of worked out. I had the best relationship I could ever have with my kids. And, you know, things are Great, crazy. Yeah. So is this because... Just because you were able to get those, maybe processing your feelings out through well, those works, those written works, even though maybe well, no, it's, it's you, funny because it's, it's partly that my fiance doesn't really care about poetry, okay. so like it's like it's my thing, and that's okay. Which, I, a lot of my friends are coming. A lot of my friends are coming out to me saying, "Hey, I don't get this." I love that. That's it's my okay. Thing. You don't have to get yeah, that. Like, that's because yeah. outside of poetry, my whole life is my kids, my fiance, my job. And this is mine, you know, like, I'm super happy that no, I have your this. Stuff. But um, the, the realization, honestly, was, and it's funny because it was COVID. Mm. Uh, and the, the, okay. reason, the reason I say that oh, is because, you know, we were working and we were, we were, when we first met, we were both at the lowest points of our lives, right? And um, we were hitting it hard, you know, we would do. I was in a restaurant at the time. Now I work in a senior living community, um, which is kind of like my, if you want to say like retirement of being older, wanting to be a more present father and not wanting to be in the restaurant industry anymore. Um, but we were in the restaurant. We would get out of work at sometimes midnight. And what's open at midnight? Bars. Yeah. So we would go and we would hit it hard and we would drink mm-hmm. and drink. And then when COVID hit and we were only able to do that, it kind of forced us to take a really kind of good hard look at ourselves as people Mm. and as a couple and we were kind of like this isn't the life we want you know like we were we were able to i I guess put all of our focus on what was important and uh it, it, it brought us closer together honestly because through all of those struggles and through all of that we managed to find that balance wow and wow and uh, it, as much as COVID sucks, and I mean, obviously now COVID is just a giant yeah. meme. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's so silly now. But like back then, you know, it was it was, it was huge, and and not being able to go out to a bar and, and you know be an asshole yeah. after work. You, it's just, you know what? You know, I mean, that rocked everything about you at that time restaurant and then having to have that retro you know introspective time and and coming through that like that's i don't know COVID yeah i was gonna say yeah the last couple of episodes we've done it that seems to be a topic i think this is a sign okay we gotta have a open mic from that talks about after covid because a lot of people don't talk about after covid or what like looking huh. back but it's interesting because during that time um that was a very interesting time especially in my life because I had pretty much got um, let go of my job because, you know, I was doing security in Fifth Avenue in the city. And they told me, yeah, listen, don't got nothing because obviously everything closed down. But I feel like with COVID 2020, I feel like that was the year that a lot of people's true colors came out. And and, and not just civilization, but also even in, um, because I'm by category, I'm considered a born again Christian. And there was a lot of scandals that were coming out at that time 
Oh. That a lot of perspectives started to change, whether it was Carl Lentz or Robbie Zacharias and all these other people that were just like, whoa, what's going on here? Like, it was like God was just clean freaking house pretty much. Like, it was like, no, I'm going to expose this kind of thing. It was just so many things from that to the Black Lives Matter thing with George Floyd. Yeah, yeah. And then while that was going yeah. on, then there was this. I, and I, I talk about this with Leon a lot, too. I feel like 2019, 2020, I noticed the for, um this community was booming like crazy because everyone was going live. Yeah. Everyone was getting like, because everybody was at home. What, was the, the, what, 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 what else was there to do? Everyone was locked down and some people had it worse than we did and some people had it not as bad as we did. And for four or five months, I was pretty much home looking at live, staying up all night because there was nothing to do. The only thing that was open was a 7-Eleven by my house. But a lot of true colors definitely came out. I can say oh, that yeah. for a fact. It, it was insane. You look back now, like whoa, that, and that's why to what you said, you can look back now, like you know what, that helped me appreciate today because my mindset changed, and my son just started learning how to walk. He was only one. Okay. When this happened, and because uh, this happened, what March twentieth was when when the thing. At least in New York, March 20th was the day they actually shut everything down for good for a little bit. But um, let me see. But but yeah, so that day that Cuomo announced it, that's when literally I see my son walking for the first time. Like, oh, wait, what's going on here? But a lot of things like was happening. It's just like you put that in perspective now, like, whoa, like that well, is. Like, you know, I can say I can say it was like COVID, you know, but a lot. Uh, and even in the my the last book that I wrote was in the um, in the beginning of it. You know, I thank my fiance Shana for saving my life because she did. And you know, I can say like during COVID, we both realized and we both did this. But she was the one that said, "Let's stop," and I was the one that's like, "No, let's keep going." You know what I mean? Until like I got to the point where I was like, "You know what? You're right. Like we have everything we need." And like before I met her, I was on a crash course. We used to, we used to, um, I don't know. We had this thing where like we'd see each other at work, and we kind of just nod, see each other's names, and it was like a silent understanding that we were both fucked from the night before. And then like that turned into whatever this is, which is amazing. I'm getting married in May, so. Oh, congratulations. Oh, congratulations. She is amazing. All right. And it's going to be, oh my gosh, that's any day now. Like, you're going to be here. You know, it's ready to go. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's wild. You know, I never saw myself as being someone that would be married twice. Yeah. And um, because of my first marriage ended, I was all doom and gloom. You know, like, this is it. No one will love me. And this is done. I mean, don't get me wrong. Wow. We weren't big fans of each other, so it wasn't like I was holding the torch for. Um, but right. when you're completely blindsided by somebody and, like, they're just, you're like, yeah. holy shit. Like, this is the one thing that you thought you needed in the past, but you know you need now in somebody else. You know what I mean? Like I met her, and I was like, "What the hell? Like, mm -hmm. where have you been?" And um, well, she was the one whole, person. Time. Like when I started doing spoken word, and it's crazy how this all ties together. You know, like mm -hmm. 
So yeah, let's hear. It. Yeah, in that's 2018, I recorded a spoken word, which was just spoken word, uh, for In the Lake Records, which is out of Chicago, and they put out a cassette tape. Um, I actually just recently got a hold of one because I'm, yeah, but um, and I put that out. And when I started, this originally started with me making silly beats before I discovered the. Um, amazing uh, world of royalty-free jazz. That's interesting. Yeah, I remember you told me about that a little bit. I didn't mean to ask you, where do you go for that? That's so cool. I, don't, I can't play an instrument. I grab a guitar and it, 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 fuck. I pick up my son's guitar for like two minutes you and then I'm like, <laughs> I put it down. Yeah, I'm like intermediate level. I can't shred no. or anything like that. I play guitar a little bit, but I'm like still learning. Like, I just know the basic stuff. I don't know how to do like shredding and doing all this. And my, I can't do all that. I can play Iron Man on one string. Oh, wow. That's it. That's it. Outside wow. of that, on drums, I can only play Push It by Salt and Pepper. That's it. <laughs> but, uh, that's awesome. that's that's when I started, I started making my own kind of beats, and they were silly. But that's when I started adding music to the tracks that I had on that one thing. Uh, and then I was doing it one day, and you know, my fiance was like, "Why are you doing that?" And you know, I told her I was like, "I, I like doing this. Like, it's fun. You know, whatever." But for somebody that that knows me now. And knows who I am now. She was kind of worried that I was reliving those days because a lot of the poems were pretty grim and they were pretty like you know I mentioned drinking a lot, which I cringe now yeah. at the amount of you know when I when I read a poem and I'm like uh, drunk and blah. I'm like oh fuck like come on dude like you know but especially when it's like she an was well of yeah she was worried that it would pull me back into that depression you know because since i met her i found anxiety medications and man what a what a fucking wonderful thing those are huh oh, like i God. just you know like it just, it's just it's so deal, yeah. incredible how much you know and people can bash it all all they want but like Sometimes we need no, so. that serotonin. Like, yeah. you know, like you're. It, I started taking this stuff. It was a couple of years ago, or a year ago, I believe it was something like that. And you know, at first I'm like, this is silly because she pushed me to do it because she was seeing that like my moods were a little off and maybe I was a little off and I, I won't admit that because I'm proud or whatever mm -hmm. you want to say. But I started taking it, and it was incredible to me how different my mindset was and how happy I was. You know what I mean? Like, you you get so mm -hmm. lost in all of the bullshit and all of the other things going on around you that it's so easy to forget mm -hmm. about your own mental health. Yeah. I oh. absolutely. I'm with you right now. Well, yeah, right now, I had right to now, go through that the hard way. Yeah, I spent yeah. for that so much yeah. time I mean, blaming every other situation in my life on things that were going on with me. I guess to help me cope, you know, because no one wants to admit they're going through it, right? So, yeah, 
Um, I want to ask a clarification though, uh, Arthur, because um, yours, because uh, this is really important. I think I think because a lot of people are experiencing the same thing that you've been. I think we both just said we are totally in the same boat. I think a lot of us are in the same boat. So your way was kind of more of a anger, emotional, like fuck this, fuck the world, fuck everything that's happened. Because some of us also are like they take on too much right. responsibility. So your processing. Talk well, about so that my a bit. processing was being a very very jealous person right so i um i definitely understand that so uh shen and i also worked at a, a local grocery like an organic grocery place like i've worked there part-time uh mm -hmm. actually we worked at both jobs together we were both at the restaurant and then we were both there and is, uh, is that good for you guys no because she's tough? still there and i'm not <laughs> so oh, wow. Um, oh, okay. this is also pre-meds, right? And okay, what, what I'm hoping to do right now, and I didn't even sure. expect to be doing this right now, is to eliminate the stigma with getting medication, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you a weaker person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you no. less than who oh. you are. It's not going to make you a fucking zombie, despite what all these weirdos say about it, right? Mm -hmm. Um... Mental health yeah. is super, super important. And you're not going to be, um, you might say, like, I don't need that because I'm fine. But, like, dude, like, you're, you're leaving a bar every night at 3 in the morning. Like, are you fine? You know, like, mm -hmm. that's where I was at. And um, Yeah, we don't know how much we're actually doing right. while we're coping. Because when you wake up, it's still there. Fucking anything. I don't feel anything you're, anymore. Yeah. It's always there. And I, yeah, you're functional. I've, right. I've been very functional with that. So I put the pain, yeah, yeah. swallow it down. Let's but keep like, going. Let's go. I can keep going. I can endure. Let's go. So I'm really excited to hear. While we were, while we were working together, I, you know, like for whatever reason, and it, it's funny to me now because of where I am now, it was, uh, I latched onto this mm -hmm. one dude. And I was like, like, who wants to fuck you? You know what I mean? Like, and I was just so, like, I was so hyper-focused mm -hmm. on this one nerd. Like, yeah. And, like, I say that now, like, not as a jealous person, just because the guy was a, a, a douchebag, as we found out later on. Yeah. Um, but, like, I just latched onto it. And it ruined so many nights because it was like, why is he talking to you? And like all it, it's her job. Mm -hmm. But I was so yeah. in my yeah. own head, like I would create scenarios, like, and fuck, like I, I can't even explain to you how ridiculous it is looking back now. You know, like, but it was yeah. consuming you at the time. Like it probably was just all encompassing, and just every oh, it, fucking moment you just couldn't just get it off of your, you know, mind. It, it, were you experiencing any physical symptoms it would make well me with this kind of like aggressive uh, paranoia? Yeah. Like, like physically yeah. ill. Like, like I would be super aches, paranoid, and it would to the point where I was like worried, and um, which is crazy because like you know like, like uh, she's never given me any indication that any 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 indication that that was like a thing, and me being who I was, right. you know, and I was working, like, keep in mind, I was working two jobs at that point. I was, and 
not getting rest, not taking care of myself. I was so I was going into work at three a.m. and working till eleven, and then leaving there and going to a bar that I was working in the kitchen at until wow. Twelve and I, I was gonna say, yeah, go ahead. No, no, sorry. Because yeah. so this is I'm listening to everybody. Like wow. Yeah. It was yeah. you know, it was a wild and time, you know, you know, know like and um it she was like maybe you need to talk to someone. And it, it got to the point where I looked at her and I was like, I think you're right. Like this isn't okay. What's that? The one time she came at you? Like this is like a real like this is really near and dear to my heart. Like I'm really like I want to pick like the situation. No, like, the one time that she came at you to talk, or it was like, a couple like, of times couple of because times. the first couple of time, times you're like, "There's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine," you know? Yeah. Right. I can do this. But I'm then, gonna be fine and when you're sitting, when you're sitting by yourself, you're because I would get home first some days. Like there was days where I would get home um, after there and I wouldn't have to go to the restaurant so I'd be sitting home alone but and uh, wow. I was like you know like I really need to do something about this so she you know there was like you need to call your doctor and then she'd be like did you call them and I'm like no I didn't have time and I would have every excuse in the world right and um, I finally did and I talked to my doctor, and she explained, because I was having severe anxiety attacks at the place I'm at now. And, uh... Can you describe what that was like? Yeah, no, um, I won't go in there now. That anxiety attack for you. What does that look like? So, like, the smallest things would feel like the fucking ceiling was caving in, right? Like, one of my cooks would forget something. And in my head, it's like the... Um, executive director is going to come down on me, and it would just—it would feel like mm-hmm. like my chest would be pounding to where like Shana would actually see it, like, like when I was sitting across from her, right? And she was like, "You need to get this like, looked at. Yeah, you like, need to get this looked at." And eventually, you know, like yep. that one day off, and then this, and it was like, "All right, okay, I'm going to go." And I'm talking to my doctor, and she was like, "You." You are dealing with anxiety and depression. And I was like, ah, get the hell out of here. Not me, right? You know, like, uh, that's how you are. You're in no denial. Way. I'm a happy like, guy. You know, everything you're feeling is completely normal. So what? You walk outside and you hope a fucking plane hits you and kills you. Like, that's normal, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my wow. God. Um, this might be a really good time. Um, no, no, I'm just listening because it's like everything you guys are saying is resonates no. with me because I know for me, like before I came to Christ, um, I used to struggle a lot with drinking. I even have stories with that, Andy. What happened? I have stories with the coming to Christ. Saying, too. Like, is there a spoken that we can do with this? Oh, no way. <laughs> no, it's just um. Wait, but, um, it's different. But, so it's with with me but yeah like it was getting to a point like yeah i always lived with my parents and stuff like that before i got married but for me um everything you're saying is just like hitting me hard so i'm just quiet because i'm like oh god like everything i know what you're talking about because for me i got to burst the point where like i would go to this bar called turkey's nest in new york right i would go that was always my local bar everyone went to turkey's nest like if you got kicked out of that bar you're a moron it was one of those kind of places 
Um, and sometimes I would be in the park bench, like just sleeping because I just didn't want to go home or I was too, too drunk. Or there'd be times where I was so depressed that because I hated the four walls of my bedroom, just dealing with my parents and not really yeah. having that peace of mind, just, oh, okay, there's too much noise. There were times I would go to sleep on the train just so I got a place to sleep. And to me, you know, that, that's kind of dangerous because you don't know what happens at that time of day, that time of night, especially during the overnights. But everything you're saying, that feeling that that just you know feeling like you got nothing to live for is it's it's real you know and um the day i came to christ though you know um that really changed my life like my whole perspective on things because i realize now you know what as bad as this was it could be a lot worse you know i could have died i could have gotten killed i could have got hit by a car or whatever, the, you know, I, I so much bad things could have gotten yeah. worse, and I realized now, like, wow, okay, like the because I think what I needed to learn was this perspective we see here. It's like at that moment, that's all we see is the worst of the yeah, worst. Yeah. What I've learned over time is, you know, what as bad as this is, it's going to get better because unfortunately, um. A lot of things have to get worse in order for you to get, in order for it to get better. Yeah. So we yeah. could understand, you know, what it is today. Because I think going through all that and looking back now, you know, and so you can appreciate that stuff. You know, at that time, yeah, it sucked at that time. But at the end of the day, like, you know what? I'm still alive to think about it. I'm alive to talk about it. I'm alive to even do that. I've had, uh, I've had, I, I had one suicidal attempt back in 2013. And, um, you know, all it took was pretty much a text message to make me think otherwise. And that first it was first it was my um my older brother. He hit me up saying, "Hey, I'm having this youth service next week. Why don't you come through?" That it's funny because uh, my wife, who was my friend at the time, hit me up saying, "What are you doing tonight? Come through. I'm at this place called Lulu Lounge, which is it in Bedford Avenue on the L line." And um, I said, "All right," because you know I love karaoke. So the fact that it's like if it wasn't for that, those two text messages, yeah. I don't know what, and I was already messed up as it is. You are kind of the master of segues, aren't you? Because <laughs> I'm, no, like, I'm going yeah. somewhere with this, I promise, and don't mind this. No, I quit smoking. That's fine. Like, it's fine bro. Impossible to stop. I feel like one of those like little high school douchebags. It's like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like I quit smoking cigarettes because I hated the way they made my car smell and oh. they're expensive. Oh my god! I used to smoke a lot too. Trust me, because I, I couldn't do Newports, but I was always doing marbles or um, Camel Crush. Like that was always my. I hated Newports. That's like fiberglass. That's like you got to go to the hood. American smoke that. Like, yeah. Yellows. I started smoking hipster cigarettes. Um, oh my! Which is funny because in the one thing on the album "Piss and Ink," I mentioned people yeah. smoking American Spirit cigarettes. Yeah, and I became that. And you did. Yeah. Go figure. Right, um, um, but the segue. So, yes. actually, it's one of the things I'm going to read to you, um, and it's the last track on that uh, on that little EP, uh, the day after Christmas. So it was actually written this around this Christmas. My brother-in-law, and the reason I'm mentioning this is because you're talking about you're being born again in your faith in Christ, which I don't share that but i completely appreciate it because um it's not my place to tell people they're wrong just like it's not their place to tell me i'm wrong for not believing it um 
it's it's also everything in life should be a mutual respect, right? Like once you start telling someone they're wrong for something, then you've lost the plot. Um, yeah. But my brother-in-law was a born-again Christian, saved his life. He was a heroin addict, and uh, he beat it, found the church. You know, he was, incredible. like, one of the best dudes, you know? Like, um, I didn't know him when he was an addict um, because I started dating Shana during his recovery. So, so he was clean for, what, I guess three or four years. And uh, he was part of a church. Very, very... Sorry, these kids are... And, it's uh, cool. I have a four-year-old, so I understand, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> Just to cut I real quick, I have a 17-year-old son though. who's not even home because he's off hanging out with his friends. But my 8-year-old niece, my 10-year-old daughter, and my 11-year-old daughter are all upstairs. You know, I told them not to come down here, so they're stomping around up there so they're heard, you know? <laughs> And uh, anyway, <laughs> they want to be a part of it. No, 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 no. They don't. I tell them they can't read my books because it's too adult for them. Um, these are struggles. One day, they can, one day. They're struggles they can find for themselves. Well, um, yeah, I don't know about the yeah, no. uh, but they they actually had Spotify, so they're like, Daddy, I listen to your music, and I'm like, Oh shit! Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn it! You know, and they're like, oh, my God. But maybe when they're older, they'll be able to like, yeah. really have that conversation. No, definitely. I, I, I think they'll like, appreciate it more when That's I, great. like, my 17-year-old appreciates it more because he was old enough to see me going through it and see the change in me as a person. Uh, he and I are super close. Like, mm -hmm. he's my best friend. So he, he, That's he great. sees it. Um, but going back to this, so my brother-in-law was here for Christmas, and, uh, um, you know, I cooked with him. We were joking around. He was a little off, but we were like, all right, it's fine. It's, that, that's him, you know? Um, and I, I'm hoping Shana doesn't listen to this and get upset that I'm oversharing. But it affected me in a way that I didn't expect it to affect me, in, because I'm the brother-in-law, you know? Like, and uh, if I get a little upset right now, forgive me. Uh, blame the wine. Um, Not doing it. It's all fine. That's what I like about what we're doing here because yeah. at the end of the day, it's open. Yeah. It's like, yo, what, you got stories to tell, man. That's to but, me, it's yeah. a beautiful thing, in my opinion. And we're all feeling the same thing. And I think it's, you're right. Let's break yeah. it up. Let's, let's have these well, I mean, we shouldn't be quiet about on. it. Like, we're you all know, like, the same shit. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure at this, you know, in 2023, I'm. Hopeful that people are done hiding how they feel. Um, or, you know, you don't. Mm -hmm. it, it's we're done. You're Trump, oh God, no! Trump 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 Trump. We can feel things now. You know, like, um, yeah, yes. But you know, he was um, completely God fearing. Found his cause. They rescued him. He met a girl, which I don't have that poem in front of me because I kind of recorded it off the cuff was the one um you the serpentine it's only on instagram it's about his ex his wife um because he met her at the church uh, she took him for all he had made him miserable was cheating on him the whole marriage um and then claimed to be pregnant right before christmas and he told us this you know 
he took us all into the living in my living room because we were all in my house for Christmas, which is so wild to me because like you know I've always gone everywhere else for Christmas to like have everyone at my house was cool. Uh, we did it last year too, but this year just kind of meant more meant more because Max wasn't there. Um, so he was there and he told us about what was going on with him and we we're like, oh no, like that sucks. Like, you know, um, of course my father-in-law being the hilarious asshole he is. I love this guy to death. Like, this is like my ride or die, you know, like even though I almost burnt their house down, like the first Thanksgiving I spent with them, you know, we have a good relationship. Um, but he looked at him and he was like, you know, maybe it's not yours. And like, as serious as the conversation was, I kind of laughed and I felt bad. But um, it, it's true. But the whole point of what I'm trying to get to is, and I know it sounds like I'm rambling. It was just, it. this is so fresh in my mind that it's like fucking wild to me. You know, like, and this guy, like, he didn't feel well, so he went to the hospital. And that was it. You know, he went there. And, you know, my father-in-law brought him and then he came back and he did my brother-in-law stayed at the hospital and then he went back home to philly and nobody can get a hold of him and monday i get a text message because you know i i i called shana and i said you know if you hear from max you know let me know he's okay because his mom or you know their mom had a bad feeling and it turns out they, they found him with baggies around him and uh yeah wow so, <clears throat> I wrote the poem in here, and uh, this, this whole book right here was meant to be something that I put out and I made so it would go towards his service. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like... Nah, no. Um, thank you for sharing, like, I, especially when I know... Watching, uh, watching a family like that come apart. It's uh, not easy, you know, like, I don't talk to my parents, and, you know, to get me away from being upset, it's actually going to make you laugh. My ex-wife lives with my parents. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, wow. Hold on, it gets better. Wow. My wow. parents, my parents paid for her attorney in our custody battle. Oh, no. <clears throat> so I don't talk to them. So my family and the family I know is Shannon's family. So, you know, it's one of the reasons it hit me so hard because they're my family now. Mm -hmm. And not to mention that I was just cooking with the guy. We were just yeah, like, in my kitchen like cooking and laughing, wow. and like having yeah. such a good time. And the reason that, that, that yes, that, man. and so, tough, no well, closure, this, no this will tell you something, all. and this will Thank tell you what my family means to me, is okay. that I'm a devout atheist, right? Mm -hmm. But, but, I, hear you. Yeah, I, I go to church that. every week with my family, because they believe, and because they're honoring Max. Granted. Funny as fuck for me. Wow, that's that's a big deal. That's a that's a big fucking wow. deal. That's like saying something. Well, so, it's because I love them and I, I hear you. I'll support them, mm -hmm. but 
that's not only that though and and it's selfish because it's you know people watching at its finest you know and i'm I'm sorry no offense andy but like this stuff no no dude this fine how does your arm not get tired (laughs) (laughs) and my father-in-law says that they're high-fiving jesus now i can't get that image out of my head oh Oh my God! Hey, what's up? Hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh man! No, no, one thing about me, I always say my phone now because I know we got sidetracked for like a half hour. No, hey, hey listen, it, it's all good. Man. I like, I like no. when stuff happens organically. No, That's the purpose of this, great. you know. It's just organic, you know. But yeah, yeah. I'm not really. Shit. But Andy, I definitely want to hear some poetry. I want to hear some fucking spoken and word poetry, though. Like that's that's why people came. They want to hear Arthur <laughs> Wilhelm. They want to hear the. You know, yeah, well, this is a hard one. It, it was even hard when I recorded it for that because I actually did a video and I just extracted the audio because I tried to do it again and I couldn't. Wow. I don't. I don't. So yeah, there, I don't even know. There's like I an obvious difference from the poems yeah. I recorded with the microphone and my computer and like an actual setup and that one. But this one is um. Right. Let's see if I can read it with these lights because I'm basically blind not really but all right this one is the day after christmas and this was the one i'm I'm talking about and it's this one doesn't suck like i think this poem sucks fuck this poem no it it sucks because like it's it's one of the harder ones there's this one and there's the other one i'm gonna read which is called we've lost the war and uh yeah i love that that one too so yeah, these are the last yeah. two on that album yeah. because they were the last two. I guess I wanted, I don't know why I wanted to end it on a sad note, but I guess I did. So. Yeah, you already answered my question. So I was going to ask if uh, you said those things that yeah. way on purpose. You already answered my well, question. I, so that, that. I didn't. That's the thing. I oh, okay. just, when well, I was arranging the tracks, what's that? I think I got. I have a philosophy here. I think you wanted people to walk away with that sucker punch gut feeling that just stays with you for Maybe. like the next two hours. Uh, well, <laughs> okay, that's, well, that's my, that's so my theory. I'm that's actually I'm currently recording songs for fun. volume two because I'm like, well, I mean, like this is such like a, a niche thing that it's like not like people are like, running out to download it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, it's fine. I enjoy doing them. But people- People don't know it's there. I want. I want people to know it's there. So I'm doing volume two, which is more niche or not. It's more, I guess, not quirky, but it, <clears throat> it's the more like out there poems I've written. But the one that I'm my favorite, the one of the better ones, like in my opinion, that I wrote. It's actually a video on Instagram. If you guys follow me, you should. It's nah, um, I do follow you. <laughs> yeah. Not you two. Uh, everyone else. <laughs> I, I, I know you guys do, I and I appreciate I'm that. It's, <laughs> but it's uh, it's called Burnt, and uh, yeah, it's like depressing without being depressing. It's fucking weird, man. But anyway, back to this one. It was just convenient that I had this. I have another one in here that's long, but I self-made this one, but then I decided not to because I have a chapbook coming out on two keys customs two keys customs in april which is 
uh, Steve, an amazing dude. If you guys don't follow them, like Two Keys Customs, the best people. So you, you should follow them. Probably right now. Yeah. Okay. They're great. And, and before I read this, right I just want to say, and I would be remiss if I didn't, there are two people you guys should follow that are two of the best people that I know. And it is Carlton and Brianna. And I'm drinking and trying to read this so I can't spit out their names right away. But if you look at my, my stuff, you'll see that I always talk about them. The Carlton. We'll definitely add that. What's that? Again. We'll add them in yeah. like afterwards because I definitely want to make sure I get those people's names out Love there. Everybody, your, they are your like two of the yes. best, best people. And I was going to do a show at, up at the Pocono Cinema for them, but Carlton took ill and they decided to pump the brakes on the show series, which, you know, like, I appreciate that, though, because you got to look after yourself first. And they're such good people mm -hmm. that I want them to be okay, you know? Like, they're, like, so good. And um, I just, I, I, I know they'll watch this because... They're the, the, the fucking best. So. Awesome. So, yeah, the Carlton and Cauldron them. Click. You'll see them in, in okay. my stuff. We'll make sure we put that out there. Right. Hey, we're, we're, right. we're champions of each other, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and you know what? That's exactly what we're all trying to do here, because we want to be getting into each other's work and supporting each other. Yeah, we yeah. don't know each other. We're not seeing each other. That's what, you know, that's why Andy No, that's why when, when Andy asked me to do this, I was pretty stoked, so. because, you know, like, yeah. I'm kind of flying under the radar, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm no, uh, crazy. No, no. You know what's crazy? You know how sometimes you follow people, you're like, hey, how do I follow you? How do you, I, I don't remember how I ended up finding out about this person, but you, for some reason, I actually remember, um, this is back in, I'm going to say 2018-ish, 2019, I'm going to say this when I was first starting, and I remember uh, this poet, she goes by the name, um, her name is Emily Perkovich, she goes by Under Me You, I think it is, and she used to have a community page called we made something for you or something like that. And she had, and I remember she featured you on the page. That's how I found out who you were through that. Oh, shit. Uh, I think I, yeah, I don't remember the name either. Because I'm pretty sure two of the people that started it stopped because they were like a couple. Um, yeah, I, I see like, yeah, when it comes to the backstage stuff, I guess I, I don't know, I'm backstage, was, but I don't really know too much. And then like, I've had people vent to me about this, but I always, I think. yeah, what? Drew Kowski was the dude's Instagram name, and then he disappeared. Wait, that thing have the glasses? Uh, I don't remember, dude. I remember, I know the girl. I remember the girl. I can't remember the name, but yeah, that Drew Kowski. Yeah, that sounds familiar. You know, but there's a lot the of people who have left. Started that. I think it was like I, I forget what it was, but like yeah. they they were the best people. Then they disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot yeah, of people who are not there anymore, and I'm just right. like, oh my god, because there's community pages that are not there anymore. Even um, yeah, we Matt Puffs Live was another Paul, one I used to follow, yeah, and, Paul, and then We Together Love was another one I used to follow, and they're yeah. not even there anymore either. I was like, if you write poetry, before I read this, I just want to say this because mm -hmm. this is a guy that 
I've actually done spoken word shows with, and he has his own press. I don't know if you know Tom Bacellus. Oh, I, you know, I'm going to follow him now, his, so, you know. His handle is at, it's Flex Your Head. Flex Your Head, okay. He runs Between the Shadows okay. Press. What a dude. Okay. Honestly. Like, one of the best dudes I know. We've done shows. I actually printed some of his books before he started this press when I had mine, and he is such an incredible, incredible writer. You guys will love him. Like he is. Yeah. Um. Quick question: Where are you doing those shows? At? So what we those did them. Well, no, that you mentioned the that was, that was mm -hmm. with that was so with I, Carlton and I, Brianna, and I never did that one. Yeah, I'm about to put their but I love them. I love you guys. You're the best. And then. And we're the ones we right the, the ones that we did I did two for one guy uh, my buddy Glenn uh, he had these this series called Stories by the Sea where he had all New Jersey based writers at a spot and we would do spoken word and we did it for, for a couple of years and then it, it, it kind of stopped because of COVID and um, and then like things happened that I'm not really at liberty to discuss uh, you know that, that I you know I don't have the insight on to talk about but we just didn't do it and but they were amazing like there was people on those shows like uh, Scott Ladotti which I don't know if you guys know who he is but uh, incredible writer from New Jersey I it's funny I actually when I was in a band a long time ago after my metal band the uh, the drummer of that band his brother was in a band with scott and then years later we reconnected over poetry and he wow. was a writer and i was writing and we ended up doing a show together and uh, wow. uh incredible writer wow this guy is wow um wow. it was him wow. and um there was so many, many other tj mcgowan uh the everyday bite which this this fucking guy he gets on stage without a book and just recites all the shit from memory i, I can't oh, do that i could try yeah, but i, I, I suck at that amazing like amazing writer as well the everyday bite um okay. and glenn uh, it, it, it's it's so wild though because i look back at that and, like, I'm just, like, you know, we did these shows, and there was so much fun. And it reminded me of the old punk shows because it was just people getting together and doing things. And, yeah, you know, and then COVID hit, and now I haven't done one since. I was going to do the one, but, you know, understandably, obviously, it's not going to happen. And I'm completely understandable about that. And I'm also – I have – have social anxiety so like to get me to do this i better fucking like you you know what i mean like yeah. i either better like you or there That's better be booze and uh, yeah but the first two i did drunk and so this was going to be my like sober one like my like okay. i don't drink that much as i sit mm -hmm. here with a giant glass of wine a mega pint as johnny depp says and uh, <laughs> oh my oh, god 
But I also had a long day, so like, forgive me. Uh, hey, hey, uh, that's fine. No. But, you know, it, there were such good shows, and I missed doing it. I missed the community of it. You know, like, mm-hmm. back, back yeah. when... The, is that something you would want to get I, I back? Absolutely. If I can get, like, all the old heads back and then bring in some new ones to see how it was, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, not, not like the old time, they're like, this is how it was in yeah. my day. You know what I mean? Like, but just to, like, just to yeah, yeah, get yeah. people in. Make because it I feel like Instagram is, is, like, it's so many people that are all about themselves and are all about their struggles and they don't give mm-hmm. a fuck about yours or mine or yours you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's just it's and i've always likened them to like silver spoon poets you know like not a struggle in the world yeah but they're writing yeah. poetry because yeah. it's cool yeah. and it's like the next big thing it, like rupee core like, like i think that's the know? best like, way to describe it like you know like i feel that's how i feel about in, in unfortunate i feel like it, even in christianity is becoming like that where oh i'm a christian too that they didn't want to wear like a like a like a brand Right. Oh, you're just doing it because everyone else is doing it. You're not doing it because you want to change your life better. Same thing with the poetry. You're just doing it because, oh, it's cool. So let me just right. be, you know, sure. jump on the bandwagon. But you're not really doing it because you actually enjoy poetry. And I think I saw a brooch on that. It's crazy well, how oh, this is you, what life has become you, now. Oh, I'm going to jump off the bridge. Okay, I'm going to jump off with you. Screw it because everyone's jumping off. Like, what? You'd be amazed at how many people, like, claim to be poets but don't read a fucking word of poetry, man. Like, yeah. if you. Yeah. If, you're not reading your peers and you're not reading the people around you what are you doing yep like yeah like nothing I so two keys customs and i'm a a little plug for you guys before i read this for like the 80th time (laughs) um no no, i love that this is a free-flowing conversation though like you know like i'm not forced to be like this is my poem you know like um, yeah. Two keys custom. Also, this is Annie and our first time, and we're really struggling. I'm really struggling to not know when. No. Stop no, no, it's great. People, so. Like you guys, because you guys are fucking awesome. No, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Listen, I, like, I am so excited to be promoting your shit because it's awesome. Like, I'm so excited to hear a lot of this background story because, again, your story, we're all in your fucking boat, and with Instagram, like. I didn't get to see you until like, uh, like hey, uh, we're gonna be checking out this amazing guy that has like amazing big connections. And again, it's like, fuck, why did I? Why is it taking me so long to get to some of these people? Like, you just listed off like five, six amazing people. Yeah. Don't fucking yeah. tell any of them. Why? Which is funny. You know what? It's like I always say, man. A lot of the people that are doing, I fucking love. You know, like the next one after me, lover. Incredible, she's hilarious. I know, like the best, like mom and wife, like fucking hilarious. Been following her for so long. Um, nice, but um, shit, where was I going? Oh yeah, so I can give you background on every track of the album if you ask me. So if you wanted to listen to it and DM mm-hmm. me, I could tell you everything that was going on in my fucking head. Okay, yeah, I know. I actually heard the whole album um twice already. I really, really enjoy that. I, I like to say it was funny. I always wanted to do something like that. I'm like, damn, how you do that without the whole copyright music thing? And then you talk yeah. about 
royalty from it. Wait, that's a thing? But it's only it guys on their website actually yeah, for yeah, any yeah. genre. How does that work? It was accidental. I just oh. Googled, like, royalty-free, blah, 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 jazz, because I just wanted to fuck around with something. Right. And then I found right. one track, and I was like, holy shit, this works. And then I just started doing it. The only one track that I fucking hate every time it comes out is the radio has been drinking. Every time I try to do something with that <laughs> track, I cannot Why? find the right thing. And, like, I like what I did with this EP, mm. but I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, I like it, but it's not like, it doesn't, like, do it, you know? Like, yeah. And I get you. I, get, I mean, I, I like it personally. I think it was cool. But I, I get what you said. We always have that one thing or that one track or that one song that it's just like, oh, mm -hmm. uh, like, I don't know. It's just not doing it for me. Uh, maybe, how about this one? Like, oh, no, no. Yeah. How about this one? Like, oh, my God. I, I know what you mean, brother. Like my, my, my favorite one, which is so funny. And it's so, it's so, uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe. It's the one that makes me sound crazy. It's not under the same sun, which is about killing my ex-wife. Wow. Hey, that's, uh, you know, I think a lot of people have... Uh, but it's just a poem. Like I would never do it. So, yeah. Of course. I just, I just like the music and how it goes into the poem. I cannot wait to get all no, the you, you, you message me, I will tell you everything. There it is. Two no two keys customs. Like, that says two keys tavern. That's them, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my way, what? And there's no, Flex no. Your Head. That's my buddy no. Tom Bacellis. Amazing writer, amazing press. All right. Customs. I you know what I couldn't remember. My that would be a sick tavern. You know, <gasps> Where's that English? I don't know what happened. I do see the, the amazing. Is it Let me read this we before we go that. too far. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I think that's Back to the I depression, think. guys. Back no, killing people. No, 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 no that's just my act. No, this is. And this form. is actually form. a. This that's one's about happen. my brother in law. Yeah. Oh my god, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. We're really uh, all over. Oh, yeah. We're just, I mean, <laughs> you guys, so you fucking guys thing. rule. Yeah, ignore that, like, really horrible uh, like, uh, ex wife thing. And let's talk, about the, let's talk about the first family member that you ever really truly grieved the loss of. Let's, so let's, uh, let's bring it down a little. Oh. Right. Oh, that's green. That's not bringing it down to fucking anything. There we go. All right. Red. I can't read. All right, great. All right. So this. This one is the day after Christmas, and I wrote this one shortly after um, I found out my brother-in-law died. And uh, you'll understand when I read it if you didn't listen to the song. I say song, but like, all right. So, okay, here we go. It, it's so weird being put on the spot like this, too. <laughs> Nobody's. Nobody all, that. Like, we're not holy shit, this lighting makes me look like I have a five head. <laughs> nah. All right. 43, good, good head of hair. I'm okay with it. Uh, the day after Christmas. These are the darkest days. The birds stop singing their songs, and my throat is raw from nights of wine and so many cigarettes. The Christmas 
lights are still up and they hurt like hell. But the idea of taking them down hurts like hell. And the house is so goddamn heavy with our last conversation on Christmas Day. We cooked and told so many jokes and it was a good day until it wasn't. And those conversations linger in the kitchen with every creak of the door or drip of the sink. And we'll never hear your voice again. And I'm not sure Christmas will ever be the same again. So again, I find myself drinking and smoking until my throat is raw. And you are a man of God, while we both know I am not. But I find myself hoping that I'm wrong. And wow. that's that. Yes. What are you doing uh, down here, bro? Man. Okay, go. And, um, you know what's crazy? I think the reason why I like that piece, too, uh, reminds me, I, it reminds me of my father because his, um, because when his, his mom passed away, uh, she passed away the day before, um, New Year's Eve. Yeah. So every year around this time, he just could not celebrate New Year's Eve. He was always sad. They always did, especially like in Hispanic culture, they do this thing called a death ritual where okay. they'll go to like um, mm -hmm. someone's house, they'll light candles, and they do like this whole mm -hmm. ceremonious ritualistic mm -hmm. thing. They'll, and they'll start mm -hmm. right now, like, you know, they'll have the rosaries with them yeah. and. ไม่ได้เดี๋ยวเราเดี๋ยวเราเดี๋ยวเราเดี๋ยวเราเดี๋ยวเราเดี๋ยวเราเดี๋ยวเราเดี๋ยวเราเดี๋ยวเราเดี
you know, your last moments with him and how it lingered in the kitchen, how you talked about the actual cooking together. Like, the, you can really kind of feel that, like, amorous feeling of that connection piece. And I really, really like also how, because um, to me, I you really are able to encapsulate the emotion just by talking right. about what's actually happening. So you're not talking about being sad, but you're talking about, like, the connection you're having with the cooking and the, and those conversations and, you know, missing that. And then also, you know, going into that whole dark hole where you're drinking and your throat sore and you're just doing that. So, like, I love the imagery then. I, spoken versus written. Like, why spoken versus more of a, like a printed text for you? Because poetry should be written. Uh, or well, I, like I start everything as poetry. It, it's just written. And, uh, I decided, I did like, you know, I recorded just a video of me reading it for Instagram. And then I found a song that was just like, holy shit, this works. And like, I, I just feel like it, it's one thing to read poetry, you know, and it's one thing to record yourself reading it. Mm -hmm. But like, the, the right. amount of emotion that can be encapsulated in, in it with music, especially jazz or especially like music like that mm -hmm. it, oh. it just the point that you're you're trying to get across it it helps tremendously because i can read it and i can you know read it a thousand times and you'll hear it in my voice sure mm -hmm. but the music that you hear in the background it helps you understand what i'm actually going through and it sounds weird because I record the vocals first, and then I add them to the song. Okay. Mm, okay. I don't do it where I listen, where I have the song right. in the headphones while I'm recording it, because I, I think that's hard to do that. I think I don't want. I feel like I want to be able to come across great. as contrived, like I'm trying to record a song. Mm -hmm. So I try to do it without music. So it's just me reading it the way it's intended mm -hmm. to be readed, uh, read, readed, read, read. Oh, speaking of which, this is my son Don't laughing worry. at me. I fucked up uh, so much time. That's Lennon. That's yeah. my son. Uh, going the best I talked about earlier. That's the number um, one guy. Number one guy. Uh, number one guy. They're like my boy. Yeah, really. Um, You're like the that's best right. thing that I ever <laughs> Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's right. That's right. If your sister ever fights, we know who the favorite is. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, man. But no, really, like, if I was to read it and, you know, over music, it would sound like I'm trying to record, like, a performance piece or, like, I'm trying to, like, mm -hmm. adhere to something. But if I just read it the way it's meant to be read and then add it, to the music it's more sincere because like i'm not trying to sell anybody something i'm just i'm recording the writing um because you know i want, want to do something with it i want you know there there's feeling behind it because everything i write has something behind it right like i'm not just writing things because it's cool to write them i'm writing them because i'm going through things right. So if I was to try to do that, you know, with headphones, with an art, a pre-recorded track, 
and then reading along with that, you can tell. It would sound like I'm reading a script. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had Absolutely. a question or a follow-up with that. Um, so do you think you're, fa you're finding the, the, I forget how we're referring to that, free, uh, was it the jazz, I, what's the terminology that we don't get legally sued? Andy, what do we have to, what is that called? I have no idea. Forget about it. Anyways, <laughs> um, the, so anyways, the, I'll find it where we said it. But um, when you're reading your words that you're going through, do you find the jazz based off the tempo that you feel just is in the okay, natural sweet. cadence or you're just scrolling through that, the jazz? Okay, that's go a good, uh, that's good that you said that. Because there are poems that I'll read and like I'll read them in my head when I'm going through what I'm going to record. And the, yeah, obviously there's the ones like, will this sound intentional? Will like the, the, mm -hmm. the words that I say and the way that I say them sound intentional. And there's a lot of poems that I won't record because they just, they don't come across that way. And not that I'm a very serious person, but the way that I read my poems maybe comes across that way. And like there are certain things and certain sentences that to me just don't sound right with what I'm trying to do. So, um, okay. I'll, I'll like cherry pick ones that I want to do spoken word for because some are better left on paper and some are good for reading. Awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> my question. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think, again, the, the importance is that you're saying that with your, the way you like to, per, I, I, I'm going to use the word perform. Um, your words, your work, your emotional, like, you know, cathartic yeah. artistry is that, I don't know, I forget it. I was, I'm leading up, I forgot. Well, what I was so, listen. Uh, Which one of us is thinking? You're just so excited, Angela. You're just so super excited. I thought that was fun. I finally figured out when to talk, when not to talk, when to talk, when not to talk. And then I was like, no, you know, that happens to me. I think what happens, I think what happens is, especially with me, like, I'm so excited that when I start talking, I feel like I think faster than I talk, I can't catch up. And it's like, crap, where am I going now? Oh, I do that too. I've apologized to him so many times. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm acting like a chihuahua. I'm just so excited because I see the end first and then I don't know how to get to the end, but that's how it comes in my head. Like, oh my God, it's so great. And, and we'll do that on Thursdays. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we doing on Thursdays that we're going to be talking about? Oh, and I remember everybody. Here's the deep part. Music. Adding the music to your performance. Because, um, you know, watching, uh, you know, movies, that orchestral thing. I play viola. Also, I forgot what I'm doing because I'm out of town. So it's like, this is awesome for me. First live, you know, out of town. <laughs> we're tripping. Um, like, I can watch a commercial. I can watch a commercial and just the music alone, my eyes will start watering. So I think you were really hitting the nail on the head by saying you're choosing music that's really right. kind of pushing the feeling. Well, the way it the started was actually I recorded something. Mm -hmm. um, I did uh, something of me reading something out of a book or something. And uh, I just, I found like a song, right? And I went to a video app I have because I make like little music videos for some of the spoken that I do because it's just, you know, 
and it's not so much the promotional aspect of it. it. It's just like, you know, there's a lot of theater and writing, right? So it's a lot another creative. Uh, yeah. So you like you want to make a video to encapsulate the feeling you have, other than just seeing your big dumb face reading the poem, right? Because like no, it's like you <laughs> know what I mean. Like my poem. so, I um I made one. Um, I think it was Winter Bones. It was, and it did. It didn't make it on the album because I want to re-record it because I didn't like how it sounded. And um, we'll maybe we'll I think so. Oh, it's the first, I recorded. possible first single. Yeah, yeah. Which fun fact? Put your face in here. Is his noise label? So he has a noise label they're going to put out cassettes of volume one wow yeah. so if yeah. you want to oh talk about it you can yeah. before i read this awesome. next one you uh, got to get it in the actual uh, camera though bro oh my gosh, uh, please and please send us a picture uh, i want to promote that uh, hey, this uh, is lennon he's my son hello i uh i i do a lot of noise stuff i'm a noise artist i'm in a couple like noise projects noise like noise core bands but my friends and i run this noise core label and like this noise like grindcore all the like quote-unquote extreme music and he he hit me up he was like he texted me one day randomly he was like hey you want to do this for this and i was like sure i texted my friends like yes we're so down for this because we all have this oh my gosh i bet your friends even my friends have like such like huge respect for his work and everything so it's like oh, oh i bet i Oh my gosh! I bet you have a whole following, dude. Dad and black, you know, writing poetry. And putting they, them, yeah, they call me Sprad. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> so, so if you guys want to follow him, this guy, he is Scrunch underscore. Yeah, S C R O N C H underscore. Um. Okay, come on. I'm O N. Like, come on, S C R C H underscore. And he did a lot of music, memes, and things like that, but a lot of fun. Yeah. And his noise stuff is awesome. It, it's fun. Yeah, it's cool. I'm pretty sure I've yeah. spelled no, it. So not a D, it's what a C. Scrunch. Yeah. Okay, because I, I put out the whole wrong You did, there, you did. But, hey, it's, like, it's my first time Two doing Two keys tavern. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you're good, no. That's two. That's two botches right there, Angela. I don't know. Yeah. Did I get? It's not a G. It's a what now? It's not. Yeah. Also, wait. Big important thing for everybody that's here or will watch it on the replay. Can you please define what noise core is? For oh, shit. I'm going to back out of this one. I got it. I got it. Uh, noise core is... Yeah, I need the expert. This is my son, Lennon, by the way. Yeah, again, my other introduction for the fifth time. Uh, <laughs> He's making uh, cassette tapes. Cassette tapes are happening, uh, so we got to promote I have two noise core bands. It's like... It's just grindcore with. Um, what the fuck is going on upstairs, bro? It's grindcore with like added noise. So I've, I'm in this one band, Goat Petter. <laughs> <laughs> and for one of our shows, my friend my friend hooked yeah. up a microphone yeah. to a trash can, 
and just beat the like hell out of it during the set. And you know, he became known as Trash Trash Can Guy, as you know. Ian. Ian the Goat. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> Good dude. He but, gave us a drum ah. set that we have to hear every, every day. Good yeah. job, Ian. Oh man. But it's just it's noisy grindcore. It's like it's just very like sporadic. It's like you don't really expect you don't know what's gonna happen. Like when Go Petter plays live, I'm playing tomorrow night. We don't we don't plan anything. The first time I met the guys was when oh, shit, that's tomorrow night. Our first show was, yeah. So Sorry guys. <laughs> when Oh when my gosh. We, uh-oh. When we first started playing, you know, that was the first time I even met them. And it was just kind of, it, was, it wasn't that good. You know, it was me taking breaks. I was like, I don't know. They don't practice. They just yeah. go to shows and play. Like this. Like, like this. It's in space. Like and it's and awesome. Like it, it, and, wow. you know, it usually ends up with me I, on the floor. I, <laughs> but I, I think that's the most organic that's thing when it's, like, just off the fly like that. I think that's what makes it more organic that's and more interesting. About it's like, yeah, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that how, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that how the germs started? Didn't they just start playing just because? And it just, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. The germs. Right, that's how they were, right? They didn't know how to play. I was watching this document. Um, well, it's, a docu it's actually a movie. Um, I think Shane West, the actor, did a good job. I'm playing Darby Crash, but um, he played Darby Crash in the movie What We Do Is Secret. That's the name of the movie. And um, I think he did a good job playing Darby Crash, but um, from my <laughs> understanding, I even Googled it just to make sure they... Because you know how movies are, they don't always get it 100% accurate. The yeah. Same thing with... Um, oh, yeah. he, yeah. There's certain things they didn't get accurately correct, but you know that's a whole other conversation for another time. Yeah. But from my understanding is like, he... Um, they, they didn't know how to play instrument. They was just playing just to play. And then eventually it just became what that, you know, what, what their albums were, which wasn't even a lot. They didn't even do a lot of songs like that. None, none of the sex pistols could play. You know what I mean? Sid Vicious couldn't play bass to save his life. That's why they turned him down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah, my God. You can see <clears throat> that this is so there's a the best friend, the fucking ride or die, right? So, yeah. Everything one, he's into one, was shit that I was into when I was his age. He he got wow. me into so one day he randomly gave me a pile of seven inch records. And he's like, Alright, these are a bunch of like emo hardcore oh. stuff that I used to listen to. And I'm like, Okay. Wow. And uh, in, in that wow. pile was this this record by a band called You and I. And that record kind of blew my oh, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and it yeah. became like my favorite band of all time. I'm almost, and I, I yeah. remember the first time I listened to it, I was actually sitting, I think it was in this basement, I was just kind of like sitting over the turntable. You can get in. And I, I was, was like, I was, call awkwardly. I was blown away. I was like, yeah. this is kind of the best, most like authentic stuff I've heard. And, you know, I talked to all the band members and I was just asking all these questions. I learned so much about that band, all the bands before and after. And it's just like this, it kind of helped. I didn't tell you this actually. This helped fuel my passion for like emo archival. So my friends and I worked together to like find lost bands, lost wow. records, and like all this started from this one you and I record. Because I was like, where do I find more like this? And wow. It's it's crazy to think that. 
Every yes. parent's dream. It's a cycle, you know? Every parent's dream. See, but now this goes back to what you said about music. See, like, the, the, the fact is, like, 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 you, you're the reason he listens to what he listens to, but there's a story behind right. why he listens yeah, yeah, to it. Because yeah, yeah. my dad used to do this. And it, it's, like, it's like a bond that you guys created, well, the, and that to me is beautiful. The reason That's I listen such a beautiful to it, thing. you know, like, uh, the, 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 that band you and I, he talked about. Uh, I'm friends with the guitarist. And, wow. uh, wow. But, like, you gotta help me get him as a guest on the show, man. I would go to those shows, yeah. and then like him being into these bands, it's it's so incredible to me because, like I said earlier, like I, it's cool to be able to like relive this shit through him. I got you back into it, yeah. Nice. Yeah, like you forget about the nuances of the music, and then when he's listening to it, and he's like, "Oh, this song," and I'm like, "Holy shit." It brings me back to when I was his age. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's crazy. It makes me feel old as hell, but it's crazy. But you know what? I like the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, you never forget where you come from. No. I think we, we live in a society now that everyone forgets where they're from. Everyone forgets where they were because what? they're at a different place in their life. And it's like, I'm the kind of guy, I like, I, I'm in a better place in my life, but I never forget where I came from. Yeah, I was poor. Yeah, yeah. I lived in public housing. But music, wrestling, poetry, and just re that got me through my childhood because I was yeah. pretty much sheltered most of my life until, you know, a certain age. But it was just like those things got me through my childhood. Mm -hmm. Pool Fighters, Metallica, Drowning mm -hmm. Pool, System of a Down. But then I also listened to a little bit of Grease and Footloose. Like, wait, what? That's an interesting playlist. But then I'm also listening to some Spanish music, but then I'm listening to Tupac and Biggie. Yeah. But that got me through yeah. my childhood. <laughs> Oh and yeah, it's I, like I, I never forget where I come oh, from. No, because, I you know, that's the same way. You know, like, I listened to Black Flag, Minor Threat, but then I also had the fucking Thirty Six Chambers spinning. You know, like, wow. yeah, wow. naughty by nature was back in my day. <laughs> I know, but anybody who discounts Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers is insane. It is one of the yeah, best I agree. fucking rap albums yeah. ever it, written. No, it is ever written. Yeah. That cream was my favorite song, I think, but that's because he was talking about real stuff. Well, and then later on, that whole album is, man. Yeah, yeah that, that's I think yeah. that's the joy of the album. It's very authentic, and it's from the like it's from the actual process of being, you know, like there at that time. I'm and, sorry, you want to just tag him in your interview? <laughs> yeah, yeah, come yeah, yeah, you are. But this is why this is my boy right here, you know? Yeah. Yo, this is so amazing, man. This is better than what I imagined. <laughs> like, I have no idea. I just, I just can't grow hair like that. Yeah, no, you see this? Even if I tried. Wow. No, no, my hair is gone. That's it. I'm done, bro. Like, I'm done. Like, yeah. at least the beard helps me out a lot. Yeah. I can barely grow that. I'm just using lighting that makes it look like it's there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Otherwise, god. Otherwise, I just like a chin that things are coming out of. <laughs> oh my god. There's this one poet, I think his name is The Godfather or something like that, and he has long. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude. Yeah. How do you... yeah. I think that's 
his name? I think his, his name is Godfather, I think. But he's he spells like it different. He doesn't spell it like father. It's like he spells, he spells it differently. Like, but he has yeah. really long beard. I, I gotta ask him, like, yo, how do you keep your beard? Back? Because, you know, if it gets growing, sometimes, you know, it gets itchy. Like, for me, it doesn't itch me anymore. But I remember in the first times around, I was growing hair and, I to, you know, it was getting itchy. And then I started learning about these, you know, these shampoos or these, you know, moisturizers, whatever it is. But it's like oils. <laughs> Yeah, even that, and it's like there's this long, like, like he has this really long beard. I'm like, yo, how do you like maintain a beard like that? Like, Dude, it took me 42 years, years to grow a beard. So, see, like, I didn't do this until like once I shaved my head back in. I'm gonna say 2015. That's when I, I officially said, you know, what? I'm gonna shave my head because I'm really losing my hair. Had a boss spot here. Had a boss spot here. I was like, yeah, take it off. And then I'll just keep the facial hair here, and I feel like this is where I found my signature. Oh, that man. makes sense. I should. I yeah, you're definitely right. I shaved my look, face. Sure. But wait, are you telling me I have to imagine? I shaved my face version, a few months ago, and I walked in the house, and everyone's like, "What the hell did you do?" Oh my god! So my like, well, clearly, my face is not acceptable to everybody unless I have facial hair. <laughs> Oh my god! I remember the first time I shaved my uh, facial hair. My wife's like, "Okay, you're not my baby. I don't know who you are. Get out of here. Don't talk to right, me for right. a couple of weeks." Yeah, like damn, bro. Like I grew this when I was with you. Like accept me. <laughs> I, I just have a little ass face if I don't have anything going on, and it just looks goddamn ridiculous. I'm not gonna lie. God. Ah. Uh. I gotta tell you this: when I shave my beard, my I beard hope like so. <laughs> wow, it is twenty twenty three. Again, I'm I was I'm pretending like I was joining the conversation. Oh my bad. Like so when I got these glasses, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Andy, back to um, what we were saying here. Yes, do I do. Right, Let's do this. This one is called We Lost the War. I wrote this oh, okay. actually before everything happened. This was more, um, it actually goes back to the mental health thing we were talking about. I wrote, wrote this before I started, before I was on medication, when I thought everything was against me, when I thought, like, the whole fucking world was crashing down, you know? So... God damn it, there I go, being yeah. 12 again. And that was your reality, oh. for sure. Every but this one is yeah. We Lost the War. We've Lost the War. Er, we've, yeah. Oh, we it's, uh, er. This is the part of the story where our hearts break and bleed melancholy, like battery acid all over our hands with the lights down low and our eyes so goddamn heavy. This is the part of the story where we try to cry, but only let out the faintest of sounds, breathing heavily like getting the wind knocked out of us at breakneck speeds while standing still. This is the part of the story where making love under night skies is just a fantasy made up by some hopeless romantic with a cigarette in one hand and drink in the other, preaching love with a suspicious mind. This is the part of the story where we admit that we've lost the war. Wow. Now the the um the suspicious mind was me being jealous before medication, right? Like um every thought that I've had was a thought that something was against me and and that I was 
doing everything right, but people were trying to fuck me, right? Until I took medication, and then you realize, like, I wrote this while I was, before I was medicated. So you can see, like, the difference between, like, where you are, where you know um, mentally where things are, and then before where you think everyone's against you. Wow. Which is the amazing thing and part of the stigma about being medicated is that people think it's going to make you a robot, but it gives you clarity. Or if you're already taking medication and it's not working, it's okay to go back and reconfigure yeah. and try something else. Too, yeah, I think absolutely. also I just want to put that out there too, because there are people, I, I mean, I'm like, I got to talk to you, man. We'll talk later. Okay. Because, like, that's, like, a huge big deal. Like, and I know that, Andy, we got to kind of wrap Yeah, I know. Hey, I, what am I doing a part two next week? I'll come back. I think this is good. Yeah, I'll come back. Yeah, will you come back? Yo. I think everybody, everybody homework. Go listen to volume one on Spotify. We're going to get the load on and everything. But this is, um. You guys want to Wow. I'll do it with you. Where I'm so down for this. And, um. Okay, so we'll we'll mm-hmm. talk more after the show, uh, after the um the live, and we'll see what we'll figure out next week. I let, mm-hmm. we should definitely do our part two. Yeah. Um, it'll probably come out after episode six. Cause episode six, yeah. I have a pre-recorded episode that has to, because um this one guy I interviewed already, he's been waiting for a while already. So after this episode, I have to release the next one. So most likely episode seven or eight or something. You know, um, I know I have other ones lined up that I have to, um, sort. Out, but we definitely gotta record another one. This is this is really good. It's like one of those things now we can't we can't just end this conversation. We have to finish this conversation. But oh, I'm down. Yeah, but um, yeah, I definitely but I definitely want to make this point but, is the fact that um, like with the whole medication thing, because growing up, I I was on medication myself too, and it's hard when, you know, you're trying to prove, no, I'm okay, and you have a parent, especially in Puerto Rican, not Puerto Rican, in in Hispanic culture, especially my father, because he grew up, like, in the island, he didn't really know about Americanized culture like that, so I was like, oh, no, whatever the doctor says is correct, and that's it, he knows what he's talking about, and it was like, I came from a time where we weren't really allowed to talk about our emotions or really talk about what we've been feeling. Like, if we're depressed, that that was really frowned upon. We weren't even allowed to talk about that. that. Was, oh, no. That was the house fun. I grew up in before I left. Like, the parents I talked about earlier. Even yeah. my son right here. You know, like, you know, we can't talk about uh, what we're going through uh, mm-hmm. mentally. Yeah. You know, because... Yeah. It's forbidden, even by my parents, which do I don't talk to. It's yeah. it's like a thing that's, like, that's not real. That's and not that's real. Okay. That's and not that's how okay. you feel. You know what I mean? Like, and, and in sucks, episode two, you know, in episode two, we, we can go more into yeah, that yeah. because I've got more to say about that. Out. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, cool. Because it's already been, and I, I gotta, I gotta get up. I gotta be at work at six in the morning because it's like yeah. truck at my job. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even. But um. For everybody out there, though, the, the message, yeah. though, Andy, I just want to say one last thing. Thank you, everybody who watched. This was my first time talking to Andy. This was our first time. Thank you for being our first guest as, like, this part of this new transition. But the message is that Arthur has been on the other side Absolutely. of where he was. And I think that's also important that we have people that are in the first part of where you were, where you're putting out that incredible art. 
But we also now get to talk to the guy who is on the other side, and we can all – why we want to hear yes. more about that. Yes. Oh, my you God. You can always That's reach you. out to me. So, I'll answer any questions talking. you have. Yeah, so, yes, definitely. So, please reach out to our wonderful guest. I'll put it – I'm done talking. So, thank you <laughs> no. Hey, it, it, it's all good. Oh, my God. I don't want – I. So I, I will say this um, between all right. So I'm just, just like on cloud nine right now. And I'll tell you why, because between today and last night, because I, this is my second life back to back. And um, I was telling Angela, I was telling you a little bit about it yesterday. Like, cause yesterday's live, I had black widow poet. She was talking about her battle with uh, um, breast cancer so stage three and she was talking about how she was going through domestic violence and it's like the it was i told it too like it was so overwhelmingly like like whoa like it was so crazy i was like oh my god like i couldn't even imagine what she went through and then and now us here talking about what we're talking about it's like i love of what we're doing and i want us to continue growing on that because again there's so many stories that need to be told this is why i was very intentional about rebranding to what what is now unraveled influence and um just just really pushing this podcast well, and really I, pushing these live yeah but, but, i don't mean to cut you off but like i will never put the shit that i went through um over that so i think that you guys giving people a medium to discuss what they're going through is fucking huge because you know like um the black widow poet getting to express herself with you last night and then myself getting to do it with you tonight um it's not a question of like wow you went through this and you went through this it's just the fact that you guys that are listening and that we're able to voice this shit to you because, you know, it's cool that someone's listening and, you know, someone is taking the shit that we're writing that we went through and putting it into perspective. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not going to say that, like, my mental struggles are more important than her abuse struggles because, you know, it, it's all relative and it's fucking amazing that she was able to come on here last night and do that and i commend that yeah. because you know i don't know anything about that because you know i've had my own shit but the fact that she was able to talk to you about that is fucking huge man like you're yeah. doing and i even really, told her really, after really really good good that. Like, i even told i i hear i text her even after the live i say yo thank you for thank you for trusting me with that because that, you know, uh, that, that's not something you just talk about, just to talk about yeah. that. Even with you, Arthur, um, thank you for trusting yeah. us with, with yeah, your sure. story, man. You guys, like, you guys have very trusting faces. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank yeah. you. Thank you. My son, that. my son actually wants to say something. Yeah, go ahead. I, um, I really appreciate yes, you guys giving people this platform to, like, open up about everything they've, like, written about and put into these words. Because I feel like I always don't really get that much of a platform anymore. I feel like the digital age kind of silenced a lot. And you giving people this, like, what, like, like you said, medium of like being able to express everything and talk about the the emotion that went into these these works. It's it's something really incredible. And I can't like thank you guys enough for you know having him on here, having everyone else on here. Like, it's it's amazing. 
and it's it's really something that should be appreciated more because this is a great concept and i'm looking forward to the you know future of this no, thank you, thank you. And that's really my intention because I know I'd like to not have a platform. I know, like, I yeah, know. no, I, that's why I'm very more intentional now more than ever, like, to do this. Like, you know, and I, I see this like long term, like, you I'm know, like until God decides yeah, I'm gonna die or whatever. But um, this is like, you know, if there's anything that I've bonded with him over more. It's the arts, whether it's music, poetry, or anything other. Like, this kid right here has been, like, my number one. So, it's like him saying that to you guys means the fucking world to me. I'm, I'm like, I gotta, like, walk out. Like, I almost, like, turn it off now. Like, like you can't do anything more perfect than that, sir. Um, I'm a high school teacher, like... You're yeah. amazing. Oh. Like, you're 17. Uh, you're, like, this is incredible. Like, proud pop, no, like, for sure. No doubt. Oh, oh. And, uh, yeah. And we're keeping it. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And it, yeah. No, the good, good thing about this, like, once this live is done, I record the audio and then I put it on the platform. So it's available on Spotify, Google, Apple, Audible, Amazon Music, Pandora. Stitcher, and I'm just now getting into the YouTube aspect of it to put the stuff okay. out there on YouTube Absolutely, and stuff. Yeah. So, um, my intention is just let's get our stories out there because, like you said, um, I, I especially with me, I think yeah. with me is I've never been given that opportunity, but I want to give back. Okay, there's an opportunity to do this, yeah, yeah. I want to give back. If, 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 as I say, okay, if, if let's say we succeed, everybody succeeds. That's the uh, way I see it. You know, I'm we don't just, have this. I'm, about uh, I'm very happy that he came downstairs when he did. So yeah, yeah. yeah. He made this. He he took away all the fuck up no, over definitely. here. So I think this um, all started with just yeah, somebody reading my piece out loud <laughs> through poetry. That's really how this all started. And to look back now, like wow, it started from here, but now we're here, and it's like my confidence level has been on a whole different level. Level in this way, like yo, no, good, I, I can, good. It's, it's, You're doing something great. Here. Great, yeah. This is. And he came down right before I started crying, before the day before, uh, after Christmas. So, honestly, guys, like I have so much respect for you guys, and um, th again, thank you for just you know joining me in this journey with us doing no, this I'm, together. I'm honored it's... that you wanted to even talk to me about it. So, like, it's good. I'm glad that you listened to the album. You know, I, I it's it's always weird putting something out into the world not knowing how it's going to be received. Because it's not digestible music, if, if right. you will. You know, like it's not fucking Rihanna or like any of that shit. Right. Like I just, right. I'm writing and I'm putting music to it. And uh, spoken word is kind of a lost art. And uh, yeah, and I, I want to revive mm -hmm. that. I want us all to just revive that back, man. We had something yeah. in 2019, 2020. Yeah. It's like I, I want to bring that back. Yeah. We can all like. It's like Allen Ginsberg did it back in the 60s and the 50s. Yeah, yeah. I want to get back to that. Like, has to, man. Words matter. Yeah. It matters. I'm, I'm telling you, there's yeah. going to be a, res like, a renaissance with this kind of stuff. Because even, even if you look into the history of, like, noise music, spoken word was always a huge part of it. Uh, even, like, post-rock, you know, spoken word has always been a big part of music. Be it sampling oh, yeah. or He's just, you know. fucking father. In just <laughs> including it just to... I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, especially in live sets, 
settings, it's being able to project yourself to this, this crowd, these people that wanted to come out to hear you say something. And it's, it's something beyond words, you know what I mean? It's like, it, people are coming out less for the words, more to hear you express what's going on, you know what I mean? Which is the antithesis of going to punk rock shows, right? Wow. Like, yeah. if you, 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 like, wow. the, the thing with poetry is that, is there anything more punk rock than poetry? You know what I mean? Like, poetry is pretty. We, we are I writing I hope not. what we're fucking feeling, whether it's contrived or not. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's obviously these people that write shit and, and like, you know, you're like, ah, you didn't live that. But, like, there's also the people that you read it and you're just like, fuck, you feel something from it. You know, like, there, yeah. there are so many people that I've read uh, poems from and I'm just like, shit, like, I get it. You know, and it's like that kind of culture and that kind of, like, um, environment is something that needs to come back. That where yeah. people where people are like listening to somebody tell their side yeah. of the story and they're like, fuck yeah, like I've been through that. You know, like it's because we're gonna right. connect on that human emotional so one sided. You don't know what it means anymore. Yeah. We're all fucking pissed yeah, off. Yeah, what, yeah. Whether we're pissed off with anger, and being upset, to... uh emotion, like it doesn't matter, like we're all feeling it, and I feel like there, there's mm -hmm. been a lack of that. There's been yeah. people that are just reading yeah. things because they think it's fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like it's like if I write about this struggle, it's yeah. cool and people will follow me. But it's but there's it's no resonation with it. It's like it discounts the people that are really fucking going through it. You know? Like, oh yeah. Myself. Or like people yourself before you found Jesus, which is fine. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you still went through it. Or what you're going through right now. You know? Like, like mm -hmm. we've all been yeah, through it. It doesn't matter what helps us sure. get through it. The one common denominator is that we're writing about it. And that yeah. we're trying to help other people get through mm -hmm. it. And that gets lost. Yeah. It, it does. Like, like the relatability of something. Harnessing yeah. your creative We're not talent. writing because we're like, oh, this is going to be cool. We're writing because there, there's yeah. this little, like, emoticon that, like, says, like, we're going to help this person go through it. Like, a lot of my writing, a lot of the writing when I was really fucked up and I was really, like, you know, it, it, it's evident in the writing. It was just the hope that someone's going to read that and say, like, I'm not alone. You know, like, like somebody else feels yeah. this yeah. and I don't have to go through this alone. Whether they knew me or not, if they read the poem and they felt something, that was worth it. And that's what I'm aiming to do with the spoken word, where it's like, if you listen to this and you're like, holy shit, I felt that. But it's more effective now because there's a mood behind it. It's not just me, you know, putting words on paper. There's music behind it to support the feeling that I had when I wrote the poem. And that, that, that is what kind of gets, I guess, gets lost when I'm promoting it because it's just like, oh, it's spoken word. But it's more than that to me because every, every piece that I write 
is a moment that I was going through something, you know, and like every piece that I find to put behind it is because it helps push the point that I was going through something. Like, like um, we've lost the war on the EP. It's got this very morose, like, um, emotional backing instrumental because it, you're going through something, you know? Like, like, so I'm hoping people will listen to it and they get that. Absolutely. So, yeah. And that's our homework assignment before we do our part two because um, I'm my first question when we come back for that is, are we going to go on it? Well, I'm going to find out myself, but I want to hear from you. Did you intend to make us go through an emotional journey through the process of the start to finish? That will be so, my homework assignment. By all means, you can DM um, me and I'll answer any questions you have. I will. And I got other questions too about a lot of stuff, but um, also this is uh, Andy and I are going to be on uh, Friday, not, not this Friday, but next Friday night at nine, we're going to be doing some poetry reading. So we are, um, because of your son, we're bringing back that medium. So like anybody out there or anybody watching on replay or uh, hey, if anybody new wants to write anything, I know Andy and I we were looking yes, at- Yes, I'm all hashtag for my old community page, like, jammed them down, which is crazy. I was like, yo, these hashtags are so round. I'm like Angie. I'm like Angela. We have to yeah, read these sure. hashtags. Like this hashtags there. I'm like, oh my god. Like yeah. Because ever since this algorithm happened, yeah, it's like everything got lost yeah. with the stupid algorithm. So I guess my goal is to break the algorithm finally, and we can all just have a renaissance of just poetry and words, man. Like it's just okay. just what it is. Bring it back. Yeah. You know? So I absolutely. That's what we were doing. Um, no, yeah, that's, Friday, come on, the following Friday. Friday. Yeah, I'll make an announcement. I'll put it yeah. in. And, wow, um, I'll if be cool. I'll, um, I'll, um, I'll definitely, um, I'll definitely tag people and stuff like that. Um, and, and I think people if they should write stuff. You want to send stuff our way? We'll like definitely add on to it. No so doubt. No doubt. Right. So if you're so, right. anything from the album, you know, for, if you're listening to spoken word. Want, get inspired, want to write something, send our way for next Friday. All right, sounds good. So, um, and, and Arthur, thank done. you so much for doing this with me. This Yo, was such an amazing, powerful episode. Um, this week alone has been like, wow, for me. And I thank you guys for that. Um, Angela, thank you for joining me. Um, this, this is her first live as far as being a co-host. This is actually her first live, though. I, I don't hey. And I've only ever... Yeah, and I only ever got interviewed by Annie the another time of Well, you been I got my empty set your water bottle. Guys, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm looking yes. forward to all of this. So let's definitely yeah. do a part two. Um yeah, guys, please. thank you so much. Um, I'll hit you up in the DMs. Part two. Everybody check out yeah. the it's gonna be on Spotify. So this particular episode's gonna be on I'm gonna upload it next week after um I do Black Widow Poets um, episode because I have the audio, I just have to upload it. So you, yours would be most likely. Does this go on week. Spotify? Yeah. Yeah, Spotify, Google, Pandora. Okay, I love my daughters too. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Number one. Awesome. They listen to Spotify, so I got to I'll send you the link and everything. I got you. Actually, if you go on my bio, the, the link tree yeah. thing, all the platforms all right, I use is on there and everything. Right. So, 
You guys have been fucking incredible. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you you taking the time to listen to my bullshit. Hey, listen, man. It's been great. But I'm also also happy, and I never saw myself being an advocate for mental health, but at the same time, I never also, I never thought that I was going through something with my mental health either. So I appreciate you guys giving me this medium to explain my point of view on it and to, uh, uh, you know, just listening to my shit. I appreciate it. No, the fact that you're on the other side, the other side it is, is so important. It is. So yeah. Shot through it. And uh, that's so important. You're, you, we need, yes. you, we need more of your voices yeah. out there. This guy, this it, guy it, saw it, me at my worst. And mm-hmm. you know what? Where I am now, it's, yeah. it's only made our relationship better. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel great about my life now. And it's awesome. So thank um, you guys yeah. for letting me uh, express that. Yeah, well, I'd like to step in and say thank you. You know, once again, even I was in like the later half of this, but you know, I, I really appreciate this whole, you know, place of like speech. You know, it, it's really awesome to have that stuff that's not, you know, lost to the algorithm or just completely like kind of buried under everything else. And yeah. having people able to just like speak their piece on here and being, being able to like express everything they've battled and went through and you know wrote it down i don't think anything should stop people from putting the pen on paper and writing about what they're going through for people like people like you guys understand and will analyze it and will understand what the you know artist is going through and you put so much care and effort into these episodes and it's just it's such a great, great listen i'm gonna be listening to this one no not just no because you want it no because I, gen- I genuinely enjoy how you guys interact you know that's the way. It, that's the way it should hey, be, honestly. No doubt. So, guys, yeah, thank you so much. Um, I'll DM you. I'll DM you guys in a bit. Um, All right, man. Again, other thank you for telling us your story. We should definitely do a part two for yeah, sure. Uh, we'll arrange that. Um, yes, next Friday. The what? What's what's today? The sixteenth. So it's the twenty. Uh, Friday the twenty fourth. Yes, we will go live at. 9 p.m. and we'll be reading this old hashtag that was it jandam sessions is the hashtag i gotta look at it again but we're gonna i'll put all the details yeah. up and stuff we'll look we'll chat and anybody if you heard this and you want to send us some stuff for that too no doubt no doubt so guys thank you god bless you guys and, thank, um, you. thank you well stay tuned stay tuned all right i appreciate yeah. you guys thank you for this oh, yeah. all right no doubt man god bless you guys no, thank you. all right peace. take care Peace.